0: Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast here on newworkrevolution.com. This is Brandon Allen, and I wanna talk about a topic that's near and dear to your heart. It's growth. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume that you're a growth-oriented person, that you're you're interested in your own personal growth and you care about the growth of those around you. Now, this podcast is dedicated to leadership and specifically towards small business leaders who are owners of companies, running companies, that kind of thing. And so growth is something that's very important, right? Obviously, if we're going to expand our companies and our organizations, we have to expand the capacity and the capability of the people who work within the four walls of our organizations. Or if you have a virtual business, you can, whatever you call it, right? It's probably not four walls, probably something else, but you get the idea, right? And so growth is important, but there's a step and the first step to this process that I want to talk about today, because if we're going to create a growth environment, we want to make sure that trust is present. And, you know, I was reading an article and it kind of reminded me of this on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? And if you're familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like you kind of get the whole pyramid thing. If you don't understand it, you've got a process that starts with basic needs, right? We want to make sure that we as human beings have our basic needs met, right? Food, clothing, shelter, sex, whatever those basic needs are, whatever you determine those basic needs are, we want to make sure that's met at the base level. Before we can get to the very top of the pyramid, which is self-actualization, those basic needs have to be met. So if we're starving to death, I'm really not interested in growth, right? Because really what I am is I'm hungry. Or if I don't have a place to live, I'm not really focused on growth, I don't really care about growth, I'm just hoping for shelter. But there's a another piece to this that I think is really important, and I think there's a lot of people who are in kind of a basic needs type of a scenario emotionally when it comes to work. And so you have people in your organization right now who are safety and security minded, there are people who are they're playing not to lose. They come in, they they do their job reasonably well. Sometimes probably maybe in some cases not so well, but really what they're concerned about is how do I protect myself and they play it safe, right? They don't they don't go the extra mile, they don't try new things. They're they're not a teamers. This is not a criticism of these people as I'm talking about this, but I want to kind of help underst you know, help you guys understand where someone is in your organization and where you can potentially take them. Now, because you're an entrepreneur or a leader, you're growth-oriented, you really care about this kind of thing. And so when we get excited about something, right, we want to evangelize for that thing. Growth is one of those things, right? When you have perspective or insight or things like that, I mean, just growth is so powerful. And I and I've met people who have gone through therapy or some other sort of personal transformation, landmark or something like that. And then it's like everyone has to do it, right? Every time you talk to them, they bring it up. If you haven't done it, they're trying to get you to do it. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You know people that are like that. And so they get really excited about it. And entrepreneurs, look, they go to workshops, they go to conferences, they go to mastermind groups, and they get excited because they're growing and they're learning and they're understanding. And then they're starting to see the fruits of that growth and they're like, oh my gosh, why wouldn't anyone want these things? But now we gotta go back to the safety and security piece. Now you have people on your team who don't have trust. They're not interested in growth because the safety is not present. Basic needs is really about safety, right? Am I okay? Am I safe? And in an organization, we have people who don't feel safe. Now, this may not be your fault, or it could be your fault, depends, but it may not be your fault. This lack of safety likely came from past experiences, and in some cases, they're past experiences from work, and I'll give you some examples of things that happen within a work dynamic that creates safety issues. You have leaders who will say, oh my gosh, um, hey, feel free to try new things and, and be adventurous and be daring, and you know we really want people who are proactive, and then employees act in a proactive way, but they did it wrong oh my gosh, I wanted you to act proactively, but not like that. So they do it wrong, and then the leader says, oh my God, how could you do that, right? They attach shame to it. They attach discipline to it. They attach some sort of punitive measure, right? Like, um, you know, now you get your name on the board with a check, or now you don't get to participate in the daily bonus, or whatever punitive measures that are created at work to deter wrong behavior. And so this... People experience this, right? It's kind of like, hey, I'll hold the football for you. This time, kick it. I'll, I'll hold it. You just got to run up and you got to kick it. And then I pull the ball away. And it's like, oh my God, how many times are we going to do this, right? All of our employees are not Charlie Brown, right? They're not going to try to keep kicking the football. Eventually, they're going to play it safe. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to stick my neck out there and do something proactive and then watch as someone chops my head off because I made the wrong move. So there's that piece that exists. There's another piece of someone who gets, uh, as a leader, overly emotional or angry about mistakes or things that go wrong. And so they they, they lay into their team in a way that's unprofessional and unhealthy. And then their team starts to realize like, hey, just play small, shrink down, don't make yourself noticeable. And if you do that, you're not going to get yelled at. You're not going to get in trouble when things don't go the way that we want them to. And then there's the, the leader. And this is a really prevalent in entrepreneurship, right? We've got the visionary leader. We love the visionary leader. The visionary leader is awesome. Where the visionary leader is hard from a safety standpoint is that they tend to change their mind a lot. And it creates a situation where people don't know where their lane is because the lane is always changing. It's like today the goalpost was over here, and now we're gonna go in the opposite direction the next day, and the goalpost is over here. And as an employee who doesn't see inside of the head of the leader or the or the owner, they get really nervous about what is next. What does tomorrow hold? And so Then they don't take action because they're like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to change his mind, and so I don't want to do anything that is going to be a waste of my time, effort, and energy because it's likely going to change in the near future, right? And so those are just some examples of situations where a leader doesn't create safety in the work environment. And if we're being honest with ourselves as leaders, if you're being honest with yourself as a leader... You've probably done one of those three things recently, and maybe all three of those things recently. And the more we do this, the more that a lack of safety and security exists, right? Our basic need for safety and security is not present. So why do I bring this up? When we have team members who lack a basic sense of safety and security, self-actualization and growth is not something that we should push towards because they're not ready for that. That's skipping some steps that they need to go through up to that point. And this can be very frustrating for leaders who then think, what is wrong with these people? Like, I'm so uh, growth-oriented. Like, what is their deal? It's just so easy. But if I'm someone who's had my safety and security uh, harmed in the past, Something that seems basic and easy to you is something that I've taught myself to protect myself against because when I tried it in the past, the outcome of that situation was not very positive. So how do we create safety and security in the workplace? And I'm not saying that because you have some people that that lack safety and security that you shouldn't do any growth at all. I just think that you have to meet people where they 're at, and for the growers, you grow them for the safety and security people, you look at how can you establish trust in the relationship and so I want to go back to this model that i 've talked about before that if you 've come to a workshop you 've likely heard me talk about this i 've presented on this from the government uh, for the government and different entities over the years it 's the scarf model by dr. David Rock he wrote. The book, The Brain at Work, he works. He runs the Neuro Leadership Institute. And Dr. David Rock, just to give you some background if you're not familiar, decided he wanted to see how people respond to certain stimuli at work. So he hooked them up to a functional MRI. He hooked people up to a functional MRI and wanted to study their brainwave activity when they receive certain stimulus. And the whole goal here was, how do we keep an employee out of fight or flight? Because when someone's in fight or flight, They're all about protection and creating a sense of safety. And so when we push them to that level, they're not looking at creating brand new ideas or doing something grand or grandiose. They're just looking at like, how do I live in this situation? Like, how do I live? How do I make it work? And so the SCARF model, I think, is useful in in being a framework for creating safety for those employees who need it. And I know leaders, and this could be you, that, Notoriously have a business culture that isn't safe. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of criticism. There's a lot of changing of minds. There's a lack of certainty on a day-to-day basis. There's um, encouragement to do certain things, but then not being rewarded for that. There's micromanagement. Those are things that exist at a high level in certain organizations and for certain leaders that erode that safety. So for you, how do you create a safe environment? You could be needing to start from scratch and just creating a safe environment and working on that piece. You may just have certain people who don't feel safe in an environment that generally is safe and now you've got to figure out how to work with them to get them into that level of safety so that they feel like they can grow and self-actualize. So Scarf uh, starts with status, right? The S is for status. And what I don't want to do to someone is I don't want to diminish their status. One of the things that people really want in a culture is the sense of belonging. They want to know, do I belong here? I bet you've been in a work environment, a church environment, a sports environment, a club environment, whatever it is, right? You've been to some group or organization or group of people walked into that and quickly realized, I don't belong. This isn't for me, these aren't my people, I don't belong here. And when that happens, right, when we don't feel like we belong, we disengage, right? We start to disengage, we disengage mentally, emotionally, and sometimes we disengage obviously physically from that particular environment. And so that's something that I want to be very clear about in The creation of safety is I want to maintain a certain status level for every employee in my organization, that you belong and that you matter. C, is the path clear? C is for certainty. Do I understand where we're going? Do I know why? Do I understand what's expected of me in this journey? There's a lot of things that we can do to create certainty. Articulating a role is one of them. I don't know how many employees operate from a sense of uh, uncertainty because they don't know what the role is, right? So, having a role articulated on paper, having a set of metrics and standards that they're held to to be successful in that environment, those things are important. And if you're a visionary leader, casting the vision, setting objectives, And moving towards those on a day-to-day basis in a meaningful way and communicating with people along the way are great ways to create certainty so that I know from one day to the next what's expected of me as a team member. I think that's really important. A is for autonomy. People want to be self-directed. Now, This sounds really confusing because I bet you have people right now who appear to not want to self-direct their work. They don't they don't appear engaged, they don't appear very interested. And so what happens when we feel like people are not willing to self-direct? Well, we become control people. And I know a lot of leaders and business owners who are controllers and what they do with control is they micromanage. they, they check out check in on people multiple times a day. They jump in and do their work for them when they don't follow through on things. Because look, there's nothing that teaches someone a lesson better than doing something for them that they should have done for themselves. You're not helping someone in that case. You're enabling them. So when people ask, you know, okay, well, what's the difference between helping and enabling? Helping someone is helping a person who can't help themselves. Enabling is helping someone who can help themselves. And I see this a lot of times when leaders enable bad behavior by helping someone who is capable of fixing or adjusting or taking care of the issue at hand, but they feel like, okay, let me put my important uh, you know, hat on because I've got to do this myself if it's going to be done right. I've got to jump in and do this. And so autonomy is, if you want to create trust, believe in people. Believe in them. Give them the space to work and let them do their work. And guess what? They're going to suck at it sometimes. They're going to make mistakes and that's okay. Let it be okay. Use that as, a, as an opportunity to teach and to coach and to train so that that person can learn from that experience and come out on the other side of that an even better employee than they were before the mistake. That's what we want to do with mistakes and that's a powerful way to use those. So A is for autonomy. R is for relatedness. Are you a friend or are you a foe? And the best way that I could put this is, do you care? People just want to know if you care. I have said some things to people that sometimes would not sound very nice. And the reason why I could get away with that, right, and I'm not advocating for that per se, but I do have a direct style of communication that sometimes... Uh, if perceived by an outside party, would seem, oh my gosh, that's really hardcore or that's harsh. But what I've established up to that point with that person is relationship capital and the demonstration that I care about that person as an individual and that caring is demonstrated sometimes through tough conversations, nothing says that I care more than that opportunity to lean in to that person and maybe give them some feedback or information about themselves that maybe they don't want to hear, but that is helpful for their career. But it also means that I take the time to understand that my employees are people. They have hopes, dreams, and fears, just like I do, to recognize that, acknowledge that, and also learn and understand things about who they are as a human being, that just demonstrate some basic understanding and caring. There's a lot of business owners who just don't do this. In fact, there's d- business owners that I talk to um, that I don't work with because when someone says, hey, Brandon, uh, that's fine. I don't want to do that. I'm not interested in that. I said, okay, I'm not interested in working with you because that's something that we believe in, that, that we want to work with people who do believe in that. But look, I get that there are some people who just say, hey, look, man, your employees are tools. To get a job done, that's all they are. And there's some people who think that way. But look, if you want to create safety and security, treating someone like a tool is not going to create that for them. In fact, they'll know that as soon as their usefulness is dried up, they are now disposable, just like any other tool that you would use at work or, or anywhere else. So R is for relatedness. And the last one, F, is fairness. Am I dealt with fairly and consistently? People want to know that, look, there are rules, that you will uphold the rules, and you will do it in a way that is consistent and fair across the board so that people get similar treatment for similar, similar behaviors and actions, and that they can see that that fairness is demonstrated. I see a lot of times where people don't feel safe in an organization because that fairness does not occur. This is something so easy, but sometimes we get... We get too busy, we get passive, and we don't confront issues, and we don't uphold standards. And now people can see that, you know what, it depends on who you are. Does the business owner have a good relationship with this person? All right. They're not going to get confronted. Does the business owner maybe not like you as much? You're going to get confronted. That's a tough way to build a culture, and it's not going to create safety and security if that sort of an environment exists in your business. So that's the SCARF model. So as you think about growth, as you think about growth plan, make sure you assess the situation of the person that you're trying to grow. Are they interested in growth? Are they ready for growth? Those are two questions that you want to ask yourself and depending on the answer will determine if you just start working on some basics of safety and security and putting them in in a safe space or do you work towards that self-actualization, that growth, um, and and that next step for that person because they've demonstrated that they're the kind of person who's excited about growth and is ready for growth in your environment and that they feel like they're encouraged and supported in their growth efforts. So look, this is so important within the culture of an organization and building team members and helping grow them and getting them to their next step is just recognizing where they're at and putting together the appropriate plan that will allow for that to happen and sometimes in the case of safety and security it's just you showing up consistently as a leader doing leadership things and demonstrating leadership qualities that over time they'll start to trust you as a leader and they'll start to believe in who you are and when you start to see that belief come in Now you know that person is ready for the next step of growth, but you probably already have other employees right now that are ready for that next step of growth. And for those people, it's time to feed them. It's time to grow them to their next level of responsibility and their next level of capability. So I want to thank you guys for listening this week. If you enjoyed the show, if you have a comment about the show, go to NewWorkRevolution.com. In fact, if you go to NewWorkRevolution.com right now, you will see that the site has been updated. It's been enhanced and improved. A little different look, right? Kind of speaks to the spirit of where we live here in Utah. Um, So uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that. But you can also hit us up on social media. You can go to Facebook. You can go to Instagram. Heck, you can even find me on Snapchat. If you feel so inclined and we're putting content out there on a day-to-day basis, but also I'm using that as a platform for interacting with, uh, with you guys in terms of questions that you have and things that come up for you. So make sure you go to any of those platforms and hit us up with questions, comments, and all those different things. And Hey, if you like the show, share it. And if you like the show, rate it podcast, uh, you know, the podcast platform through Apple stitcher, any of those different areas, uh, please, uh, you know, Help us to uh, get the word out about the show. Anything you do that way is appreciated. So I want to thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.